0: This podcast may contain adult language, adult situations, spoilers, and some brief nudity, so parental guidance is adjusted. We have such sights to show you.
1: After about five minutes of this movie, you're going to wish you had ten beers. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria.
2: So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? hi i'm
1: jackie wanna play Ah! oh well
0: (laughs) la-di-da la-di-da la-la welcome back to the cinema recall podcast Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Cinema Recall podcast. Of course, I'm The Vern. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. Greatly appreciate it. All right. So if you were expecting a Christmas quickies episode, I greatly apologize for not doing so. I'm in the midst of having COVID right now, and I was not feeling well enough to record with our amazing, wonderful, beautiful co-host, Ashley. Uh, But instead... I'm giving you folks a sneak peek of a clue audio drama that I made for Rabbit Hole Podcast. Uh, I took a whole bunch of great talent from that network and we did an audio drama of the 1985 comedy classic Clue. So you're getting that right now a sneak peek of it, not the whole thing. You're going to find the whole thing over on Rabbit Hole Podcast when they decide to post that. Um, but you can definitely check out the full version of it on our Patreon page. Again, patreon.com slash cinema recall pod. And also you I'll, I'll let you you know let you know too that for YouTube watchers, I posted the video footage of our last Christmas cookies episode on there. So you can find that over on our YouTube page. Uh, Anyways anyways folks I hope you enjoy the episode very much. It was a lot of fun to edit and put together this audio drama adaptation of Clue. I'm still fighting the COVID right now. I'm feeling slightly better uh, but not all the way better. So here you go folks. Happy Friday. I hope you all have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you soon. Alright. Laters. Bye. The Vern here from Cinema Recall, here to tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio app for iOS and Android phone. It picks up the most trending articles on the web and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable. Stop scrolling, start listening, go to newsly.me, use the promo code RECALL, and get one month free of their premium service. Check it out, and now, back to the show. Before we begin this audio adaptation of Clue for Rabbit Hole Podcast, just wanna let the audience know about the cast, okay? In the roles of both Wadsworth and Mr. Green, we have Nick Job. In the roles of both Mr. Peacock and the Chief at the end, along with Mr. Ho the Cook, we have Nate Withrow, aka Eat. In the role of both vet and Miss Scarlet. Heather Bassendale-Walsh, and as the roles of Mr. Body, Colonel Mustard, The Motorist, and The Cop, it is I, the Vern, who also helped record and edit this presentation. Hope you enjoy it, and welcome to Spritecast. Make sure you stay to the end, because there will be some really fun outtakes that we had while recording this presentation, and now enjoy. sporadic cast from rabbit hole podcast team Uh, I am the Vern welcome to our audio uh, play adaptation of Clue Uh, very grateful I brought in a bunch of very talented voice actors from rabbit hole podcast to join me for this uh, new radio version of Clue Uh, so I'm going to introduce a few of them right now um as the role of Mr. Peacock, we have Mr. Bubbaweat.
3: Why, hello there.
0: Um as the role of Miss White, we have Lisa Sally Haynes.
4: I am being blackmailed for something I didn't do. <laughs> uh
0: as the role of Mr. Green, we have the one and only Nick Job. I didn't do it. As the role of Professor Plum, we have Bear! <laughs> and as the role of Miss Scarlet Heather Bassendale Walsh
5: as the prophet Shaggy said it wasn't me
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so welcome everyone thank you for doing this Uh, and let's just have fun with this Um, make the characters your own Um, just do whatever you want to do with the role right there I'm very excited for this this clue was a screenplay written by Jonathan Lynn from a story by John Landis and Jonathan Lynn. The movie was directed by Jonathan Lynn and I, Jason the Vert wrote this play adaptation. Uh, we're not making money at this, so do not sue, alright? Hello out there. Thank you very much for listening to this audio cassette. Not that it makes that much of a difference to me since I'm already dead, but... I thank you regardless. My name is Mr. Body, and I will be your storyteller. I'm here to tell you about the one night where I was unrightfully murdered at a house party I attended. There are many suspects who were there that night at Hill House, but only one is the true killer, and I need your help in establishing who is the killer. Are you ready to help me out? Okay, then let's begin. Hill House is a large, imposing mansion, looking very New England. We see this fancy car drive through a large gate and up to the house. A man exits the car, holding a bag, and is greeted by two large barking dogs. The man' name is Wadsworth, and I'm pretty sure he is the one that killed me.
2: I hope these animals tear him apart. Dammit, I thought a vet was going to have these dogs put in a kennel. No worries, this package I got from the butcher shop will quiet them down. Oh no, did I just step in dog crap? Maybe I can just scrape it off my shoe on this ledge here. Well
0: done, you beautiful animals. Well done. I guess I won't sell your carcasses as food after all. The Hall of Hill House is remarkable, elegant, but not gaudy. It is furnished in dark wood and brass with with, uh, crystal chandeliers. There are several doors on each side of the hall and three at the end to the left. To the right, study, library, billiard room. Conservatory ballroom, bathroom, kitchen. The stairs are located to the right. By the staircase is the door to the basement stairs. Wadsworth hangs up his coat and hat and steps briskly down the hall steps toward the library. And well, never do nothing a young and rather jiddily French maid is polishing a yeah, glass. So nice. This is the vet, and my god, if I died by being smothered by those deliciously huge zomkas, I would gladly welcome death, but she didn't, so I do not.
5: Oui, monsieur.
2: You have your instructions? Oui, uh, the guests will be arriving soon. I'm going to check with the cook.
5: But of course, monsieur. Secret Blue! Is that dog poo? Did I step in something?
0: Wadsworth enters the kitchen where Mr. Ho, the cook, is
2: sharpening a large knife. Is everything all right, Ho? What did you call me? I'm sorry, Mr. Ho. Please don't point that knife at me. I meant no
3: offense. Dinner will be ready at 7.30.
2: Good evening. Good evening. I don't know if... Yes, indeed, sir. You are expected, Colonel. May I take your coat? It is Colonel Mustard, isn't it? No, that's not my name. My name is... But tonight, you may well feel obliged to my employer for the use of an alias. And who are you, sir? I'm
0: Wadsworth, sir, the butler. The man walked with Wadsworth to the library is indeed a colonel, but he's also a complete a-hole for killing me, uh, allegedly.
2: Yvette, will you attend to the colonel and give him anything he requires? Within reason, that is. Uh,
0: Wadsworth, I was...
2: I wonder who is here now? Do come in, madam. You are expected.
4: Do you know who I am?
2: Only that you are to be known as Mrs. White.
4: Yes, it said so in the letter, but why?
2: Here, let me take your coat.
4: Thank you. I wanted to ask, did I
0: step in something? Hey, where did you go? The lady who went into the library and dressed in all black like she's heading towards a funeral is Mrs. White.
2: A funny name because there's nothing remotely innocent about that woman. Ah, may I introduce you, Mrs. White? This is Yvette, the maid, and Colonel Mustard. The two women react with disgust to each other, very interesting.
0: I just thought they only had a hatred for just me, but this is something quite unexpected.
2: I see you know each other. Hello, hello.
0: Let's move away from the house for a moment and on to a road where a very beautiful woman is standing by her broken-down car. This is Mrs. Scarlet, a very beautiful woman who is a proud owner of an establishment for one of the oldest professions. In the distance, she can see uh, headlights a short way away. As the car nears, she bends over the engine and lifts a leg. The car stops.
1: Want to lift?
5: Yes, please.
0: This is Professor Plum. And while they are smart and brilliant, they're also kind of a major pervert. Which means they are in my super cool book.
5: Thanks. I'm late for a dinner date.
1: Me too. Where are you going?
5: Let's see. Hill House. Off road 41.
1: Wait a minute. Let me look at that paper. That's where I'm going. I got a letter like this.
0: We don't need to stay here with these two. Their conversation is quite dull. Let's head back to the house where Mr.
2: Peacock has arrived. And this is Mr. Peacock. How do you do? Hello. Yvette, will you go and check that dinner? will be ready as soon as all the guests have arrived. You can't really see what I see, but the look of disgust Mr.
0: Peacock gives Yvette was very interesting.
2: Is this the right address to meet Mr. Body? Oh, you must be Mr. Green. Uh, Yes? Sit. Okay, I'll sit. No, not you, sir. This is Mr. Green,
0: my timid task accountant who now works for the government. He sheepishly stands up. He walks into the house. Let's see what mischief our pals Plum and Starlet are up to. It should
5: be just off there.
1: That must be it.
0: Why is the car stopped?
1: Frightened.
0: Professor Plum and Miss Scarlett make their way to the entrance of Hill House. The clown Plum was more of a pervert than a professor. I can clearly see them putting their hands on Miss Scarlett's ass, but acted like it was a mistake.
2: Professor Plum and Miss Scarlett, I didn't realize you were acquainted. We weren't. May I present Professor Plum. And Miss Scarlett. Of course, since you've each been addressed by a pseudonym, you'll have realized that nobody here is being addressed by their real name. Karina's
0: a bit jumpy and
2: spills his whole drink on Mr. Peacock. Ah, dinner. I'm sorry, I'm a little accident prone.
0: <laughs> the guests made their way to the dining room. Which is elegant, and slimmer in similar decor to the hall, but it is somewhat more comfortable. However, the room is quite small. Everyone enters and begins taking their seats.
2: You'll find your names beside your places. Please be seated. Is this place for you? Oh, indeed, no, sir. I'm merely a humble butler. And
0: what exactly do you do?
2: I buttle, sir. Which means what? The butler is the head of the kitchen and the dining room. I keep everything tidy, that's all.
3: Wait a minute, so... Well, what's all this about, butler? This dinner party?
2: Ours is not to reason why, ours is but to do and die. Die? Merely quoting, sir, from Alfred Lord Tennyson.
0: <laughs> I prefer Kipling myself. The female of the species is more deadlier than the male... You like Kipling, Miss Starlet? Sure, I'll eat anything. A vet enters, carrying a tray.
5: sharks fin soup, madam.
2: So, is this for our host? No, sir, for the seventh guest, Mr. Body.
4: I thought Mr. Body was our host. Yeah. So, who
1: is our host, Mr. Wadsworth?
3: Hmm.
1: <laughs> well, I want to start while it's still hot.
3: Oh, now, shouldn't we wait for the other guest?
5: I will keep something warm for him. What did you have in mind, dear?
0: Ah, God, look at them slurping away at their soup!
3: Disgusting! I I can't even watch this anymore! Well, someone's got to break the ice, and it might as well be me. I mean, I'm used to being a host, it's part of my wife's work, and it's always difficult when a group of new friends meet together for the first time to get acquainted, so I'm perfectly prepared to start the ball rolling. I mean, I have no, absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself, and I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it?
4: You say you're used to being a host as part of your wife's work?
3: Oh, yes, it's an integral part of your life when you are a partner of a, uh, oh, then I forgot we're not supposed to say who we really are, though, heavens to Betsy, I don't know why.
2: Don't you? I know who you are.
3: Aren't you gonna tell us? How
2: do you know who I am? I work in Washington, too.
1: Oh, so you're a politician's husband?
3: Yes, I am. Oh, come on, then, who's your partner? Suddenly, Wadsworth opens the door from the kitchen. So, what does your husband do? Nothing. Nothing?
4: Well, he just lies around on his back all day.
5: Sounds like hard work to me.
0: (laughs) Mr. Green, jumpy as ever, spills his drink again. This time,
2: on Miss Scarlet. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I'm a little accident prone. Here, let me help you try those.
5: Watch it! Excuse moi dinner is now ready. The cook has made a glorious dish we hope you like. It was made...
2: Thank you, Yvette. That will be all. Please go check on the billiard room and the study. Yvette leaves,
0: and as much as I would rather follow her, we are stuck with these assholes
3: who won them for sure Kilby. Mmm, this is one of my favorite recipes. I know, sir. So, what do you do in Washington, D.C., Mr. Green? Come on, what do you do? I mean, how are we supposed to get acquainted if we don't say anything about ourselves? Perhaps he doesn't want to get acquainted with you. Well, I'm sure I don't know, but if I was trying to keep the conversation going, then we would just be sitting here in embarrassed silence.
1: Are you afraid of silence, Mr. Peacock?
3: Yes. What? No. No? Why? Why?
1: Oh, it just seems to me that you seem to suffer from what we call pressure of speech.
5: We? Who's we? Are you a shrink?
1: I do know a little bit about psychological medicine, yes.
5: Are you a doctor?
1: I am, but I don't practice.
5: Practice makes perfect. (laughs) I think most men need a little practice, don't you, Mr. Peacock?
3: (laughs) I'm not.
1: And what do you do, Professor? I work for UNO, the United Nations Organization.
0: Another politician.
3: Jesus!
1: No, I work for a branch of UNO. Who? The World Health Organization.
3: Well, what is your area of special concern?
1: Family planning. What about you, Colonel? Are you a real Colonel?
3: I am.
5: You're not gonna mention the coincidence that you also live in Washington, D.C.?
0: How do you know that? Have we met before?
5: I've certainly seen you before, although you may not have seen me.
2: So Miss Scarlet, does that
3: mean you live in Washington too? Sure do. Does anyone here not live in Washington DC? I don't. Yes, but you work for
2: the United Nations. That's a government job and the rest of us all live in a government town. Anyone here not earning their living from the government in one way or another? Wadsworth, where's our host and why have we been brought here?
0: I'll be right back. Oh, goody! This is where I come into the story.
2: Ah, good evening. You are eagerly awaited. You locking me in. I'll take the key. Over my dead body, sir. May I take it back?
0: No. I'll leave it here till I need it.
2: It contains evidence, I presume?
0: Surprises, my friend. That's what it contains. Surprises.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, may I present Mr. Body?
0: What are they all doing here?
2: Eating dinner. Do sit down, Mr. Body. Thanks.
5: Bonjour, Mr. Buddy. Would you like any...
3: Nah. You didn't take that away, honey. Look, I demand to know what's going on. Now why have we all been dragged up to this horrible place?
2: Well, I believed we all received a letter. My letter says it will be to your advantage to be present on this date because a Mr. Body will bring to an end a certain long-standing, confidential, and painful financial liability. It is signed, A Friend. I received a similar letter.
5: So did we, didn't we?
2: I also received a letter.
5: Are you sure that Monsieur wouldn't like any food?
0: No thanks, Yvette. I just eat.
2: Now, how did you know her name? We know each other, don't we, dear? Forgive my curiosity, Mr. Body, but did your letter say the same thing? No. I see. Can I interest any of you in fruit or dessert? in that case may i suggest we adjourn to the study for coffee and brandy at which point i believe our unknown host will reveal his intentions everyone makes their way to the
0: study which is by far the most comfortable room we have seen so far is decorated in subdued tan colors there are several couches a bookshelf a table with drinks and a desk if i wasn't already dead I too would like to hang out here and
2: have a drink. Well, there's no one here. Please help yourself to brandy and be seated.
0: Wadsworth walks over to a table where he finds an envelope. He rummages through it.
5: Mind if I smoke?
1: Here, let me light that for you.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I am instructed to you what you all have in common with each other. Unless you would care to do the honors, Mr Body? Why me? They know who I am. I don't think so. You've never identified yourself to them, I believe. This
0: is a hoax. I suggest we all leave.
2: I'm sorry, sir. You cannot leave this house. No. Who's going to stop me? (laughs) There's no way out. All the windows have bars and all the doors are locked.
0: This is an outrage. You can't hold us prisoner. That's
4: right. You can't lock us in here. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, please... Please return to the study. Everything will be explained. Well, everyone missed their
0: way to the study. I decided to walk away slowly and find a way out of this place.
2: You too, Mr. Body.
0: I take off in the other direction. Other way. I run to the conservatory. It is a bit humid there, but all I see blackened by way to freedom is just a glass window. I picked up a brick and prepared to throw it. You can't get out that way. Why not? It's only glass. When I saw those darts barking, I knew I had no choice but to return to the home with the other guests. The study is nice enough room with its classy furniture and fancy drink table, which I love very much. But it's not enough space for this many people.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you all have one thing in common. You're all being blackmailed. For some considerable time, all of you have been paying what you can afford, and in some cases, more than you can afford, to someone who threatens to expose you. And none
3: of you know who's
2: blackmailing
3: you, do you? Oh please, I've never heard anything so ridiculous. I mean, nobody could blackmail me. My life is an open book. I've never done anything wrong. Anybody else wish to deny it? Very well.
2: As everyone here is in the same boat, there's no harm in revealing some details, and my instructions are to do so. Thank you, Yvette.
5: Here is the information, just like you wanted. Now, if you need me, I'll be out doing my exercises.
0: I follow with my eyes as she leaves, wishing that I could be just one stalking of those gorgeous tall legs. I get up and follow her but she doesn't like me and if all the doors and windows are locked i might as well stay here
2: and see what dirt wadsworth has on us
4: don't you think you might spare us this humiliation
2: i'm sorry professor plum you were once a professor of psychiatry specializing in helping paranoid and homicidal lunatics suffering from delusions of grandeur
1: yes but now i work for the united nations
2: So your work has not changed. But you don't practice medicine at the U.N. License to practice has been lifted, correct?
5: Why? What did they do?
2: You know what doctors aren't allowed to do with their patients? Yeah. Well, they did. Oh, how disgusting. Are you making moral judgments, Mr. Peacock? How then do you justify taking bribes in return for delivering your wife Senator Peacock's vote to certain lobbyists?
3: My wife is a pay consultant. There is nothing wrong with that.
2: Not if it's publicly declared, perhaps. But if the payment is delivered by slipping used greenbacks in plain envelopes under the door of the men's room, how would you describe that transaction?
3: I'd say it stinks. Well, how would you know? When were you in that men's room?
1: So it's true.
3: No, it's a vicious lie. I'm sure we're all glad to hear that. But
2: you've been paying blackmail for over a year now to keep that story out of the papers.
4: Well, I am willing to believe you. I too am being blackmailed for something
5: I didn't do.
0: Me too. And me.
5: Not me. You're not being blackmailed? Oh, I'm being blackmailed, all right. (laughs) But I did what I'm being blackmailed for.
1: What did you do?
5: Well, to be perfectly frank, I run a specialized hotel and a telephone service which provide gentlemen with the company of a young lady for a short
2: while.
1: Oh yeah? What's the phone number?
2: So, how did you know Colonel Mustard works in Washington? Is he one of your clients? (laughs) Certainly not! I was asking Miss Scarlet. Well, you tell him it's not true!
5: It's not true. Is that true?
2: No, it's not true. Haha, so it is true. A double negative. Double negative? You mean you have photographs? That sounds like a confession to me. In fact, the double negative has led to proof positive. I'm afraid you gave yourself away. Are you trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests? You don't need any help from me, sir. That's right.
1: But seriously, I don't see what's so terrible about Colonel Mustard visiting a house of ill fame.
0: Our dear Professor Plum is Crowley
2: putting their hands on Starlit's Lake.
1: Most soldiers do, don't they?
2: Oh, please. But he holds a sensitive security post in the Pentagon. And, Colonel, you drive a very expensive car for someone who lives on a Colonel's pay. I don't. I came into money during the war when I lost my mommy and daddy. Mrs. White, you've been paying off friend the blackmailer ever since your husband died under, shall we say, mysterious circumstances. (laughs)
5: Ha <laughs> ha And why is that funny? I see. That's why he was laying on his back. In a coffin! I didn't kill him.
0: Then why are you peeing the blackmailer?
5: Well, I don't want a scandal, do I?
4: We had had a very humiliating public confrontation. He was deranged. Lunatic. He actually didn't seem to like me very much. He had threatened
5: to kill me in public. Why would he want to kill you in public?
2: I think she meant he threatened in public to kill her.
5: Oh. And was that his final word on the matter? Well, being killed is pretty final, wouldn't you say?
2: And yet he was the one who died, not you, Mrs. White. Not you. What did he do for a living?
4: He was a scientist. Nuclear physics. What was he like?
5: He was always a rather stupidly optimistic
4: man. I mean... I'm afraid it came as a great shock to him when he died. But he was found dead at home. His head had been cut off and so had his...
0: you know. The men in the room immediately tense up and cross their legs at the mere mention of this act.
4: I had been out all evening at the movies.
0: Do you miss him?
4: Well, it's a matter of life after death. Now that he's dead, I have a life.
2: But he was your second husband. Your first husband also disappeared.
4: But that was his job. He was an illusionist.
2: But he never reappeared.
4: He wasn't a very good illusionist.
2: I have something to say. I'm not going to wait for Wadsworth here to unmask me. I work for the State Department, and I am a homosexual. I feel no personal shame or guilt about this, but I must keep it a secret, or I will lose my job on security grounds. Thank you.
0: Mr. Green sits back down next to Professor Plum, who rapidly stands and walks away.
1: Well, that just leaves Mr. Body.
2: What's your little secret? His secret? Oh, haven't you guessed? He's the one who's blackmailing you all. You bastard!
0: It's actually quite funny seeing someone as out of shape as Crumb Mustard stand up to actually fight me. Put him up! He comes at me like a retired Palooka, and I immediately step on his toes and poke him in his eyes. Gentlemen, if you can't fight fairly, don't fight at all. Calls me a bastard. Mr. Green tries to break up the fight, but once I see an opening to attack Mustard, I make my move. Not seeing Miss White get the upper hand and knee me right in my balls, and I go down hard.
2: Is that necessary, Mrs. White? <laughs> wait, wait. The police are coming.
4: Wait, oh, wait, what? 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 What are oh. you talking about? L- talking no. about Listen.
2: Listen. Blackmail depends on secrecy. You've all admitted how he's been able to blackmail you. All you have to do is tell the police. He'll be convicted and your troubles will be over. Ugh. <sighs> ah, it's not so easy. You'll never tell the police. Then I shall. I have evidence in my possession, and this conversation is being tape-recorded. Point of order, tape recordings are not admissible evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, the police will be here in about 45 minutes. Tell them the truth, and Mr. Body will be behind bars. Where are you going this time, Mr. Boddy?
0: I think I can help them make up their minds. Can I just get my little bade from the hall?
2: Okay, but make it snappy, and don't even think of trying to leave.
0: And miss all the fun? I wouldn't
2: dream of it.
0: I'd go over to the front door and get my bags and bring them back into the study. Who can guess what's in here, huh?
4: The evidence against us, no doubt.
0: <laughs> I to hand out boxes to everyone, each with a different size and shape.
5: We didn't know we were meeting you tonight. Did you know you were meeting us?
0: Oh, yes. What were you told, precisely? Merely that you were all meeting to discuss our little financial arrangements, and if I did not appear, Wadsworth would be informing the police about it all. Naturally, I could hardly resist putting in an appearance. Open them.
5: Why not? I enjoy getting presents from strange men. A candlestick? What's this
2: for?
4: A rope? What in the world would I do with this?
2: I have no use at all for a lead pipe. What kind of game is this, Mr. Body?
0: I already have a wrench. In fact, I have way too many as is. I'm sorry, but... You are just going to have to take it back.
1: I don't normally collect guns, Mr. Body, but this is a very exquisite-looking piece of machinery.
3: Well, I thank you, Mr. Body. My wife will absolutely adore this dagger you got me. How did you know she collects them? In your hands, you each
0: have a lethal weapon. If you denounce me to the police, you'll also be exposed and humiliated. I'll see to that in court. If one of you kills Wadsworth now, no one but the seven of us will ever know. He has the key to the front door, which he said would all be opened over his dead body. I suggest we take him up on that offer. The only way to avoid finding yourself on the front pages is for one of you to kill Wadsworth. Now! I turn off the lights and everything goes black. I hear a few stumbles and the sound of a gun. <laughs> then everything goes really black for me and this is where I die. The lights go up and here I am lying face down, dead as fucking dead. It it's not Wadsworth. Oh my god. What who told oh, who did that?
3: What? What? No. Oh, what, what's
1: Stand back. Give him air. Let me see. He's dead. Who had the gun? I did.
3: Then you shot him. I didn't! Well, you had the gun. If you didn't shoot him, who did?
1: Nobody! Look, there's no gunshot wound. Someone tried to grab the gun for me in the dark, and the gun went off. Look, the bullet broke that vase on the mantle.
0: They are absolutely right. Look, there's a bullet
2: hole here in the wall. See that? How did he die? I
1: don't know. Not a forensic
4: expert. Well, one of us must have killed him.
3: Well, I didn't do it. Oh, I, I need a
1: drink. Maybe he was poisoned. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I had to stop him from screaming.
0: Alright, there you go. That was just a sneak peek of the Clue audio drama. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, uh, become a Patreon supporter because our Patreon members will be getting the full version of the audio drama again patreon.com slash cinema recall pod for your regular listeners if you want to hear the full thing uh that will be posted to rabbit hopefully soon i don't know exactly when it will but hopefully soon but anyways rabbit hole is where you'll find that full version for regular listeners and i do also have video footage of our recording sessions that will be posted on rabbit hole podcast youtube page so definitely uh, subscribe to that i have links and i show notes about that and before i go i know i'm forgetting to do something i'm forgetting something what do i need here Oh, that's right i need magic mind to help remind me of stuff here. Magic Mind is a productivity shot. It boosts energy and focus, crush procrastination, and elevates mental clarity. Uh, go to magicmind.com slash cinema recall. Use the promo code cinema recall 20 and get 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days. Alright, now that I have my shot, I know I need to do that's right. I need to thank our wonderful Patreon members. Again, patreon.com slash sim recall pod. Thank you to these individuals. I love you all very much. Uh alright, so another little special order. I want to thank Matt and Ashley from Ashley at the movies, uh Jen McQuaid from Shot and Applaud. Uh, Donnie Roberts, who wrote the Deep Sea Anthologies, formerly of Cage's Kiss. Linda Castro of Bedknobs and Broomflits, also formerly of Cage's Kiss. Jeanette Mickenham from AKA Jeanette. Mr. Jason Soto from Rabbit Hole Podcast. And lastly, our good buddy Harvey Andrus, who just likes to give us money. Love all you individuals very much, and I will talk to you soon. I'm hoping to feel better to record a new episode with Ashley. Uh, But anyways, be sure to check check, check us out on all of your favorite podcast players. We are available every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Central Time for Full Swap Radio's Vanilla Sunday. And that's it right now, folks. I gotta get back to bed. Love you all very much, and enjoy your weekend. Love you. Bye. I...